What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Fulcrum Entertainment Podcast. We are here. We are we are going to talk about what might be the greatest Marvel movie to ever. Well, that's not true. No Way Home is the greatest Marvel movie to ever made. <laughs> no Way Home is by far the greatest. Marvel. Fuck you, Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're and you know what? We even have a very special guest. One of our oldest friends, and because he's here, he hasn't been here in, in 84 goddamn years, and so we have to do this. He's back! That's right. The cue to my Picard. <laughs> The 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 Joker to my to my Batman, the let's see, well, I don't know, what's the, the Green what's Goblin that? to your Spider Man? There we go. Thank you, Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> the Green Goblin, my Spider Man, and maybe just maybe the Darth Vader to my Luke. <laughs> turns, out Marshall, turns out Marshall was my father the whole time. <laughs> I well, I got some explaining to do for you, Gilbs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we have him back. Our buddy, our good friend of the show, uh, one of the original founders of the of the podcast, and one of the regulars, Marshall. He is here. So, what's going on, Marshall? It's been such a long time since you've been here. Oh boy, it has been a long time. I feel like I've aged thirty years in that year, Gilbs. But uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Thanks, yeah, thank you for having me back after so long. Um, but yeah, I'm just just happy to be back. I'm excited. I'm nervous. Feels like feels like the first time. <laughs> like a virgin. Podcasting for the very first time. So yeah, so you know, I'm actually gonna. I'm first of all, yeah, welcome back again. It's very nice to have you back. We are we missed you, but also mm-hmm. it's it's kind of it's great that. You finally watched something, and we finally found the one thing you'll actually watch. Andor, Mandalorian, Book of Boba. Obi- couldn't get you to watch a damn but Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, you're here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, a bit of behind the scenes. I was going to come back last week, and uh, I saw the girls are like, oh, with Star Wars Visions. I'm like, God damn it, Gilbs. <laughs> you know, it's not that hard to just sit down and watch. I know you didn't like the Joseph Gordon-Levitt one, like the, 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 rocking, the rock and roll one. I know that one sucks, but you could just sit down and watch the other ones. <laughs> it's not that hard to watch Star Wars Visions, Marshall. I mean, as we were just talking about the, the last time I was here with Star Wars Visions and I think I got PTSD about Star Wars Visions. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think so, I broke, I think I broke you for some reason. <laughs> Oh my god! But anyway, so yeah. It's, but anyway, let's go ahead and get into it. But let's talk about the, again. As I said, probably the best Marvel movie, at least post Endgame. It's the, it's definitely the best of Phase Four, Five, whatever Phase Four. I don't know what. Phase yeah, w- whatever's going on now, it, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. And I think, like, I feel like for a lot of fans, this is going to cement the Gal- the Guardians movies as the top Marvel series. Certainly, probably like of any trilogy like in in the marvel movies because like there are good ones but they often have you know kind of like eh iron man 2 is not so great but we really love you know like the iron man 1 to 3 or whatever but this as just three movies works so well see i agree as a trilogy it's probably like a perfect trilogy i don't know if it's the best one because again i'm going to say that of trilogies we have spider-man and we also have captain america up in there that that like that have some of the best stuff that came out of the mcu 
I, I liked Civil War. Like uh, Captain America, the Captain America series probably my, was probably my favorite for the longest time until they came out with the Spider Man movies. And it's like, well, sorry, man, there's Spider Man. What are you gonna do? Uh, yeah, I, I, those are good. I, I guess for me, it's probably it's probably the top ones. I mean, like I said, I wasn't that into uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, but I'm gonna have to go mm. back and look at it again now because I'm like, these are really fucking good. How about you, Marshall? Where do you stand on this? Where like you've seen all three at this point, I believe. Yes, I have. And I'm going to throw a wrench in your in your dream skills. Oh, uh, I actually thought this was the weakest of the Guardians films. Really? Yeah. Wow. wow. Uh, okay. Explain that. Go for it. But it's. I knew as soon as it had finished, I was like, everyone else is going to love this, and I liked it, but I didn't love it. Um, I thought Drax and Mantis were really strong in it. Um, I was just disappointed by a few things. I don't know if you want to get into spoilers later because I mean, I mean, yeah. So we are we are a full. It's been a week. It has been over a week, and is this? It's the second weekend of this movie. If you haven't seen it yet, that's on you. So yeah, we can do full. <laughs> we can do full spoilers. But yeah, like, I was just looking for like we can like if you want to do a spoiler right here, go for it. But yeah, I was just looking for initial thoughts at this moment. But yeah, tell me why was it the weakest though? Yeah. Okay. Initial thoughts. I did like it. I thought the the humor was kind of good. Um, I think just the climax kind of ruined it a bit for me. Um, you know, when Rocket finally confronts the High Evolutionary, um, mm. it just wasn't a satisfying. I wanted Rocket to just completely blow his face off, but <laughs> um, uh, you, you didn't like the the weird like him no. having a messed up Cronenberg face. Yeah, because they built him up to be such the most. You know, you you love to hate that guy for what he'd done. I uh, just what I was hoping after they'd kind of left the high evolutionary on the floor that had a warlock was going to come in and just like disintegrate him or something, just something more sat a more satisfying end for that guy. Um, mm, I, all right. I kind of get what you're saying. I did kind of like though, that rocket, like, uh, you know, attack, like fighting him and then his friends showing up at the very end, like it not just being a showdown. It's also like, while he's fighting him, his friends show up and then help him win the fight against the high evolutionary. And then, they blast his face off and everything, and they just kind of leave him there. I, I kind of did enjoy that. It's Rocket. It's more or less Rocket being like showing that he's better than that guy. Like he's like, I don't need to. I don't even need to kill you. I can just walk away and just let it. Kind of thing. But you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I enjoyed it, but I do kind of see what you're saying that they built it up to be like he was like the biggest baddie, and mm -hmm. and then again, like you said, you love to hate him, so you really kind of want to see that. Like you want that cathartic feeling. Yeah. But eh. I, I, I see what you're saying. I don't know if that makes it the weakest film. I it definitely is the darkest. It it is yeah. depressing. It's all hell. Uh, the only reason I think it's the weakest is because the things that this film made me feel like you know it's really emotional in some parts. It's really funny in others. The action's really good. I just think Guardians Two hit a bit harder emotionally, and the the humor was a bit better, and the action was a bit better. But yeah, I, as I said, when it ended, I'm like everybody else is gonna is gonna love this, but. Compared so, to the other two, just it didn't didn't quite land. I'm sorry, Marshall. All I'm hearing from you with that is that you had daddy issues instead of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like people who people who really got sad by this movie had pets <laughs> when they were kids, <laughs> and people who people who didn't have a good relationship with their dad really liked the, the first, or the second Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of the opposite. I've, the uh, you know the the animal stuff in it. I thought that was just a bit too. A bit too much. Like, man, this is really just gross. 
and super upsetting. I was like, yeah, I, think just, I think James Gunn really just wanted to destroy me emotionally with this film. I think that's exactly what he wanted to do. Like yeah. he wanted to make he wanted to make people cry with this like see I wish he had gone ballsy and actually shown us what happened cuz like they they have a part where they're watching the the footage of yeah. rocket being tortured and then they just kind of have it off screen well well uh, they're all just sitting there's like crying and like like oh my god you know I, I would have yeah. I wish he had been ballsy and showed us like them go them cutting into rocket and like doing like putting like a, a robotic skeleton or whatever into him no, you are a disturbing human being, Gil. <laughs> I know, I know. But one thing I really did like was how um, Quill and Gamora kind of left things. Um, yeah. It wasn't like, a, oh, they're back together now at the end. It's, you know, everything's fine. She kind of goes off her own way and she's really happy with her life. And Quill's just, you know, I saw, I saw. heartbroken. But, you know, mm. he'll be fine. <laughs> no, he's going he's gonna to keep on getting drunk every night with his grandpa now. Yeah, yeah. I did like it returned to Parks and Rec kind of Chris Pratt at the start of that film. So that yeah, fun fact, that's actually how uh, where Andy came from. He's just yeah. Chris Pratt. He's just Chris Pratt on Earth and the reason he acts so dumb is because he's never been yeah. to Earth before or he's never been on Earth in years. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> at the end when he goes home to Earth, he just goes into the Parks and Rec office and <laughs> Guess I better right. get a job, grandpa. Yeah, <laughs> that that end credit scene was a little dumb. It's just like you know, I get that he like he's her son or whatever, but you know, he could help me mow the lawn. He's like forty five. That was just kind of a waste of an end credit scene. Like him talking to his grandpa about his girlfriend's son or whatever. Mm. Mm. I didn't like. So we got Salacious in the comments. He said uh, for a minute he said Salacious hasn't seen it, so volume is muted. But pl uh, please tell me, will Bob cry? He loves rock. Oh yeah, Bob's gonna cry like a little bitch. Yeah, Bob's gonna cry like a little girl. <laughs> Maybe not for the reasons that, that you might think, Salacious, but yeah, yeah, Bob is going to cry. Like, because Rocket is very much like the emotional kind of heart of this movie, which I'm not mm. sure I, I certainly wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. mm. Dude, that was actually a really interesting thing is that Rocket, they, a lot of people are saying that Rocket was like the main character of the show, which, of the movie, which he really very much was, but he spends most of the movie not there. Like, he spends most of the movie on a hospital bed, which I found really interesting. That was like, like, Almost, I'm gonna say maybe an hour and a half of the movie he spends just in a coma, you know, and that was just a really interesting choice because like Rocket is probably one of the best characters of that of that movie, yeah. of, of, of all the movies of the entire series, and he just kind of like, like I said, he just isn't there for most of the movie. Yeah, that was, like, that was also kind of a negative for me is when he was out of that coma, he didn't say much. Hmm. You know, he used to Rocket kind of being crazy and showing at people, and that's kind of funny, but. Yeah, he just he just didn't say much when he was awake. Yeah, I I think I, I quite like that the movie focuses a lot on sort of the changes they've kind of made emotionally, like all of them, like like both within the movie, but even like coming up to it. I mean, the opening in the movie uh, with Radiohead's "Creep" playing and then Rocket <laughs> singing along, and there are there are um, sad people who remember being sad teenagers at school. All around the world, <laughs> who were there going, If you were here before, so many people, dude, so many people have done that walk. Have like the, the rock, the walk that Rocket's doing, where he's just like rocking out to, to uh, fucking to Radiohead and like th contemplating his own life. Everyone has done that at one point or another, yeah, yeah. We, we, we've all had that moment where you go, I wish I was special. 
So fucking special, yeah. but I'm a creep. <laughs> that was that, that that was made before the show, and I had to wipe my eyes before. Uh, <laughs> man, yeah, no, but that was it. They chose really good music. I, I didn't really care too much, too much for the Beastie Boys music. Like they, I feel like they really they relied heavily on the '90s music this time around. Mm. Yeah, that seems to be their thing. Of like they've moved along, and yeah, you know, and then that's how you kind of get they they move on at the end of the movie when uh, there's not much of a spoiler for you guys if, if anyone's out there. But like they move to the 2000s playlist to start mm. listening to what's that, and that was a bit like no. No, let's not do that. Thank you. <laughs> that was, yeah. yeah, there was not there was not very much good music in the two thousands. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, although that that ending uh, that ending scene where they're all sitting there talking about what their favorite music. It's like personally, I like Garth Brooks. It's like the little girl <laughs> like Britney Spears. Fucking, I don't know. I forget what what Adam Warlock like, but yeah, all of them just like like their. It is kind of cool uh, to me that they all kind of uh, resonate with a certain type of music. Although I question. Did they just not have music in in space? Is it? Do they just not have that? Is that not a thing? They do kind of treat it like that, yeah. Which uh, maybe our conversations about um, Star Wars from Return of the Jedi maybe that explains it. Maybe all space music is crap. <laughs> and I suppose the High Evolutionary also said that he was like Earth is like the source of some of the greatest art in the universe or something like that. Yeah. So maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe we're just really good at music. I, I guess so. Yeah, he did. Like, that was one thing I thought was weird is that he made Earth 2 or whatever, like the, or alternate Earth. Counter and it's all, Earth, just, yeah, counter Earth. And it's all just like animals. Like, okay, so that was, that was the one thing that you thought was wrong with, with Earth Society. Oh, I loved Earth Society. It was so, you know, you made some of the best art, some of the best music, but you still, but apparently we weren't the best life. You wanted to make bat people. And yeah, his justification, you know, with Quill's like, Oh, the perfect Earth doesn't include octopuses dealing meth to something. And then the yeah, high so like, yeah, that's why we're going to start again or something. It just nukes the planet. What a way to solve your drug problem on New Earth. Which I, I mean, I guess it's, it's one of those things you can't really save everyone in that situation. But like, they don't even take a moment to be like, oh my god, that poor pe those poor people down there. That poor bat lady that let us steal her car. <laughs> <laughs> like straight up dude it's like the weirdest thing ever that it's like it just like they all just kind of fly or they all just get off the planet like they're all saved somehow like through different means they either get off the planet through the spaceship or they're they hitch a ride on the high evolutionary ship and they don't even take a moment to be like oh my god all those poor i think they, they like they talk shit about it they're like you just genocided a whole planet but they don't even actually like take a second to be to like you know, feel or or be like, oh my god, all those people. It's that's a tragedy. They just yell at the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, but mate. So it, it it does make it. I suppose it's not quite in keeping with like the ending of the movie, where it's like save everyone, save all the animals as well. But I I kind of get like, what are you gonna do about an exploding planet? They got like one yeah. year. It's like they, yeah, exactly. They couldn't do much. So you know, if we're talking about negatives, though, the only really negative that I had for me that actually stood out for me is that Adam Warlock does fucking nothing like he is there just to be at look at me i'm adam warlock Ooh, comic book nerds <laughs> look at me yeah. he's like like he just what does he do he shows up and shoots rocket and then he flies away and then uh i think he's he's there just kind of be like kind of have this like weird childlike sense of like oh look at this look at this little dog thing i don't want to kill it it looks so sad it, it actually makes me quite sad looking like he he kind of has that weird like i was born yesterday kind of vibe like, because that's what he says. Like, he's he was premature. He's like a premature 
birth or premature creation of the of the the chick, the gold chick from the second one. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah he was uh, pulled out too early because of like what they did. Uh, I was really sad to see that uh, we didn't get um, the guy who played Crichton from uh, Farscape back. Very upset by that. Um, but I, I I don't know. I, I suppose maybe it's because I, I don't know a huge amount about the character of Adam Warlock outside of the MCU. I do remember him turning up. I remember the character and seeing him in a few things. Um, but never really reading like books about him or where he was like a real main feature. Uh, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I'm a fan of the sort of like villains who are villains basically because they're dumb. Yeah. Like he's just doing it because he's like a mama's boy and his mom told him to. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so Will Poulter was a good choice for that. Like he he does that that dumb guy thing really well. But, but yeah, no, it was it was just like I feel like he was the character itself was pointless because it again they built him up so much in the at the end like he was in the end credits scene of the last movie and it's like oh it's I think I'll call him Adam and he'll be the the most perfect being on I'm like okay but then he ends up popping out and he's really not he's just kind of there like and then again at the very end he like he tries to fight that like it, I think after his mom gets killed and after all this like stuff stuff that should have turned him a, a, against uh, the high evolutionary. He's still on his side, and he, it takes Groot saving him to be like, "Oh, I'm a dick. Maybe I should be. A, maybe I should be a good guy." Yeah, I, I thought that he was going to switch when his mum died. Same. Yeah, I thought he was going to do like yeah. a Captain Marvel moment and just like fly straight through the middle of the high evolutionary ship and just something like that. Him. Yeah, like the second his mom blows up, I thought he was going to go try to attack the high evolutionary, but he he didn't. He still works for him for a good like 30, 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And I just didn't understand it. And it's it was kind of uh, also the whole fact of them being mem like part of the high evolutionaries that like being creations of the high evolutionary was kind of like felt a little tacked on. Just kind of we want we needed to put Adam Warlock in here and like this is how we're gonna do it. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Like the the high evolutionary's ability to create like um, creatures is a bit uh, inconsistent. Because it's like, mm. right, so you've got like these animals where you're just sticking metal things into animals. But then you've also got entire golden people that you've built and like create a whole society. And yet, like, you did, did you do that before or after you figured out how to turn animals into people? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to what he's doing. Like, I want to get the perfect thing. So, gold people. If that doesn't work, okay, now we're going to do animal. We're going to, yeah, robotic animals. And if that doesn't work, well, fuck it. Now we're going to turn animals into people animals and then back to humans again. Now, but they're, they're all going to be children and like super smart children. It's like, I don't know. I don't get what he's going for, man. Yeah. <laughs> kind of feels like he's just throwing shit at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of some of the bits in it, like how he's so desperate to get hold of Rocket because Rocket figured out the issue that was preventing him from making the animals. And I'm, I'm kind of like, right. <laughs> okay. But I think that's like what they're called in the credits. There's like mm -hmm. a, or, or human animals. I think they might be called or something like, 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 like there's like rabbit human animal or something like that. Um, mm. But I'm just like, well, you seem to have done fine since you didn't have rocket. Like he's got mm. that moment where there's that kid running around the little hamster wheel. Um, yeah. And it, and it's like, like she's been running for 15 hours and hasn't broken a sweat. And and it's like right, so so what do you need Rocket for? Okay, so th that was the one part I did I did get is that uh, apparently the only thing that he wanted Rocket for was that he actually he could figure shit out like he could invent stuff and like had 
he could think outside the box. Because, like, like, when he's in there, come, you know, come with me. Let me explain to you why this doesn't work. And Rocket, like, is like, oh, well, it's because of, you know, A, B, and C. It's because of all that's, you know, whatever, science-y bullshit. And that, that is, to him, apparently, that's he's the first of his creations that could actually do that. That could, like, put shit together. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like, like he, he acts like if he doesn't have Rocket, he won't be able to perfect stuff. I'm like, well, you've clearly gotten better and figured out a lot of stuff yeah. on your own without him. Mm. So, so yeah, not yeah. too sure on that one. I could get it for revenge, like, mm. like, like, like it was a bit more focused on that because, as you see, right at the end, it's like, right, yeah, raccoon, and which is one of those fun moments of just like a reminder, kids, raccoons are dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> they look cute, but they're mean. Yeah, because because I like when I when uh, when raccoon rocket attacks him in a flashback, I was really going like, kill him, kill him. Yeah. Um and and I, I really wanted to pick that gun up and just blow his brains out and I knew he couldn't because he had to be back in the future, but um, I, it was actually kind of satisfying when you see what Rocket actually did because you know yeah. you could kind of think oh he's just gonna have messed his face up a bit like you know like Mark Hamill in uh, Empire Strikes Back, uh but I, but no no he really ruined that guy. Yeah, dude. Also, so I do since you brought that up, I, I'm gonna ask Marshall this question first. Is that what do you what do you think of his friends? Of uh, let me see if I can remember their names. Uh, there was Lila, Teeth and Floor. Yeah, Lila, Teeths, and Floor. Okay, there we go. So yeah, what do you think of what do you think of these guys? Like this was depressing as hell to see like these like this monstrous little bunny with like spider legs and shit. Yeah, but as soon as I saw the beagle cue, I'm like, something's awful. Something awful is gonna happen to these guys. And yeah, Teeths was my favorite. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I really like Teeths. Like, I, I I want Teeths to be my friend. Uh, yeah, uh, I thought the the scene where you know Rocket's going into the light and Lila's there, and she's like, "This has been your story all along." I thought that was a bit cheesy, but oh, yeah, yeah so that's the one part that actually almost got me to cry. Almost, I'm still yeah. a man, damn it. But <laughs> <laughs> going off with what Harris said about the inconsistencies, like he's put this brain in Rocket, and Rocket still looks fairly normal, right, apart from a few chest pieces and whatnot, but. He's put like bracing cartwheels on teeths, and the bunny's got metal spider legs and, and the otter's arms. Like, what's that gonna do? Like, the otter could pick heavier like, things up now, and and, and he gave all of them the ability to talk. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand what his version of perfection is with these guys. Was he just was he just fucking around with cybernetics, seeing what it would do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like like. It's not even like, oh, well, I I did this with this one and I realized that I could make it better. Because then you, surely you'd do it on the same animal each time. Yeah. You'd be like, right, here's my like bad raccoon. Here's my like slightly better raccoon. Here's rocket raccoon. But yeah, he's just like, ah, turns out the walrus is useless. All right, what else have I got? I got an otter over here. Let's grab one of them. Let's rip its arms off. Stick these on. Yeah, no, it's it's messed up. And I, but I did really like that that him going to heaven scene and. and him being like, can, can we travel the universe together or like travel the stars together? And like, I was like, oh, fuck, they're going to kill off Rocket. Here we go. He's, he's yeah. gone. Yeah. And I, I, I was wondering whether that would happen through the whole thing. Yeah. Whether mm -hmm. we'd ultimately lose Rocket. And that's like, I was, I was prepared to lose somebody all the way through this. I was like, that's what they're going to do. It's the end of the, the like story arc. Someone's dying. Yeah, exactly. I thought we were going to lose Rocket or. 
Quill at the end there. I thought Gamora. I thought that they at some point I'm like thinking to myself, are they gonna kill off Gamora just to be like just to be dicks? Are they gonna kill Gamora a second <laughs> <Again>. time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Zoe sold Zoe sold out his own too much money between Avatar and Marvel. We're getting rid of her. Then. <laughs> You're not coming back. <laughs> Be basic. I mean, she's already said that she's not that she's not interested in being aliens anymore, like doing Marvel stuff for them anymore. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they were just like, all right, fine. Yeah, I I, I don't know if you guys felt that of um particularly like Chris Pratt's performance and that they they are just kind of over it now. Uh, they're ready for so, whatever's next. Hmm. We mentioned that uh, when, a few months ago, back like during Christmas time, when we watched the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Or holiday special, whatever we watched that, and it felt like Chris Pratt was just phoning it in for that for that entire thing. So I, I absolutely agree. It feels like that Chris Pratt, or at least a lot of the actors, are probably just over it. I, I feel like maybe Bradley Cooper and uh, what's his name, Dave Bautista, might be still down, but the rest of them, they're like they're over it. Yeah, yeah. Dave Bautista's openly said that he doesn't really want to work with Disney anymore. So no. I think no, this might too. be the end for him. Yeah. Well, no more Drax. I mean, that's that's basically why we got a whole new team of Guardians at the end. There, we got uh, it's Rocket. Uh, what's the name? Craglin. Uh, Adam Warlock. Yeah, Adam Warlock. Uh, Cosmo, the dog, and the little one of the little girls from the from the High Evolutionaries like children group. Yeah, jub jub like. Jub, jub, I don't think they ever give them a name, but like. Sure, that. I'm I'm sure they'll eventually they'll be like, oh yeah, this is this chick from the from the Guardians comic like 251 or or something yeah. like that. It'll be some obscure reference that we don't know. Yeah. What did you guys think of uh, Cosmo? Because I was kind of expecting Cosmo to be a bit of a bigger role in this. All uh, right. Um. Hmm. I I mean, it was a fun gag. There were lots of fun gags with Cosmo. You know, like like I I enjoyed the the good dog bad dog thing, for a long time. <laughs> especially uh, that, she is a good dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all kind of knew that was coming, but like the, I think my favorite bit is is like a um, uh, Jim's James Gunn's brother. I can never remember his name. The other gun, his delivery on the line of like, "Well, I can take it back if she is in fact a bad dog." it's <laughs> yeah. just like it's so good it's such a good petty argument yeah and then yeah, they're no, all around I, the poker table like ah oh, why do you have to say that again? yeah <laughs> so, yeah i like how i like how it was like one of the dude i think the guy who actually uh i remember i recognize that dude from the first one he's the dude yeah. uh from the, the, the antique shop or the collector like the <laughs> guy who's like the very first dude they're doing a job for it's like craglin just tell her she's a good dog it's like <laughs> It's like we won't hear the end of it. Just and I like how Howard the Duck is at the fucking table too. Yeah, <laughs> I swear really made sure like, the duck in again. Yeah. Like James Gunn just wants Howard the Duck to be a thing. He really, really does. Yeah. I mean, uh, if anyone like, was going to do one, James Gunn could do a Howard the Duck movie. Yeah, I, for I, sure. I, I uh, don't please don't. Please don't. I don't want Howard the Duck. Just don't. I have I have nightmares from that first one, from that original George Lucas Howard the Duck. I kind of oh, like uh, how they build this emotional bit with Craglin and he's getting used to Yondu's little arrow again and he's hiding around the corner and he, he whistles the arrow up and it just smacks Adam Warlock <laughs> in the side of the face and does nothing and then he's behind the wall of, oh shit who threw this at me <laughs> it's like oh, looks at the lady next to him just like <laughs> uh, but that was but that was a pretty good part at the end there it was like gotta use your heart boy and he and he actually is able to save everyone by by finally like learning how to use the freaking arrow yeah 
Yeah, Craglin's OP for sure. Like that <laughs> arrow is open. Anyone who has that freaking arrow, man, you're like you're just like you win. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. So Captain Marvel versus versus uh, Craglin. That'd be a, <laughs> that'd be a fight I want to see. <laughs> you guardians, I want Craglin, Howard the Duck, Adam Warlock. <laughs> I want to get them all on the all on this team. <laughs> I'm actually a little curious about that. Do you guys think we'll be getting uh, like so? It did say at the very end there, the, you know, the legendary Star Lord will return. So, do you think we'll be getting another Guardians of the Galaxy movie, or do you think that it's just going to be like another Avengers event thing, and then Star Lord's just going to be there? Yeah, probably. I, I like. We'll probably get some sort of Guardians movie eventually, because you know nothing's dead. Nothing ever ends these days. So yeah, but I, I feel like I mean they better had just close the book on this particular yeah. like, arc and you know yeah I, I don't i don't think i necessarily want to see star lord back with the guardians of the galaxy in the same way again like i'm not sure i necessarily want to see a new guardians movie with this new team um mm. just because i'm like i'm not sure that they've quite figured out but i like if they do it they will have a new team of some type and it'll probably be something we haven't seen at all yet mm. all right so yeah like, that was what i was wondering about is that because there are apparently in the Guardians of the Galaxy comic books, they do have stuff where like certain team members will leave or come back. Like they do have um, Adam Warlock and like Cosmo chilling with the Guardians and doing their thing. But yeah, so I was I was curious about whether or not like you guys think like I don't I don't know because Je- now that James Gunn is gone, I don't see anyone else who who would even want to try to take the Guardians like IP and work with it because he's kind of he's kind of like made the perfect three movies. How do you get, how do you follow up on that if you're if if you're like I don't know, like Brian Singer. Let's just say he does a lot of comic movies, but and they tell him, "Hey, we want you to do the next Guardians movie." Like, how do you how are you going to do that? Yeah, I, I was just because I think Brian Singer's being cancelled, killed, so that's not going to happen. Oh well, let's let's yeah. whatever. Let's beside <laughs> the point. Fine, not Brian Singer. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking who's another? The guy who made the Peyton Reed. Fuck it. <laughs> Guy who did Ant Man. Like, how are you gonna how are you gonna get someone to do to try to follow up with James Gunn's uh, like stuff? Like, I don't know, man. It just seems like it's it's a it's a farce at this point, just because of like how how well this movie did, and like it's in, uh, in like a week and a half, it's already made like three hundred and sixty or three hundred eighty million dollars or like that. Is like that's that's nothing to scoff at. This movie is probably one of the like, and then and then it's, and then just with the entirety of the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy, everyone loves this, these movies. No one, I, I think no one has ever really said a bad word about them. Like maybe the second one, but like a little bit, but not, but even then, like they've all been more or less enjoyed by the Marvel fandom. I'm like, I don't, I don't still see anyone coming in there. Like if you try, you better be damn good. Otherwise you're going to end up fucking it up and everyone's going to end up hating that movie. I could, I think the thing I could see is I could maybe see a, if they wanted to return to it, like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie where Adam Warlock is actually like probably your protagonist, like he's more your lead. Because mm. I, I I think it happened in the comics for a bit that that it that he was like, because uh, didn't am I right that Adam Warlock like took on the role of Captain Marvel at one point, like was referred to as Captain Marvel and something like that. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. of him being kind of at the center of it. Um, and so so maybe you could do that. Uh, and perhaps Rocket, you know, it, it depends again, like how much Bradley Cooper's into it. Because I, I guess you know, it's like Bradley Cooper's like, I just come into a studio for a week. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I don't have to be on set for like three months or whatever. So maybe it's a lot easier. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know who could do it. I don't think it would be as good. I think 
I think James Gunn has really shown that he is the king of making movies within the superhero studio structure. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like um, there are bits of this movie. I think it was uh, the bit where they had the Beastie Boys playing. It was a you know, big action scene on the ship where they're fighting all the like war pigs and things. And I was watching. It, I was going, Do you know what? This reminds me. This reminds me of a of um, a gosh. Why am I forgetting everyone's name? The guy who was supposed to make Ant Man and he didn't in the end. Uh, the uh, trilogy. I'll say Edgar Wright. Yes, Edgar Wright. Thank you. Yeah, it reminds me of an Edgar Wright fight scene a lot. Like super hyper stylized. The camera is like constantly in motion. I was like, this is so damn cool. Um, but another, you know, and like Edgar Wright would be my choice, I think, for another Guardians movie. I go, that's a guy who can make like a wacky zany movie that's full of good action. But the thing is, he said through Ant Man, he doesn't like the structure. He doesn't want to make movies like that. And James Gunn is like one of the only guys who can go. I can work in that structure and just make a really awesome individual original feeling movie, you know, both with this and then with um, the suicide squad, which is just amazing. And this is, this is like another suicide squad movie, like, 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 like this movie and the suicide squad are like so similar, even with uh, Nathan Fillion turning up. I was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> Nathan's back everyone. <laughs> so uh what do you guys think about that uh marshall you go first what do you think of all the cameos because there were so many fucking people from all like well i guess not so many there was nathan fillion there was a chick for uh who he's married to she was hardcore in peacemaker uh there there was i guess the chick who was in the red who star lord was hitting on like with the red makeup on she was uh the rat catcher too she was rat catcher's daughter hey like so, yeah. What did you guys think of that? Like, uh, of all the cameos that James, does that bother you that James Gunn just uses like the same six people for every movie? Uh, no, because you know his brothers obviously in it is Craglin, Sean Gunn, um, Michael Rooker was back for that Yondu bit, and yeah, he's he's got a lot of stick for like giving his wife cameos in his films and stuff. But if you were making a film, I'd I'd want people that I love and trust and. And no, they'll, they'll yeah. do good work. I'd want them on my on my movie, so I, I don't see a problem with it with his cameos. It, I don't I don't see the film and think, oh, his brother's in it. This is awful, or oh my god, I can't believe his wife's there. What an idiot! But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I nepotism, shame on him. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought Cragling was uh, fun. Uh, yeah. Nathan, Nathan Fillion was was interesting to see him as a bit of a bad guy. So. Yeah. Uh, I got one of those myself. And it's, he, disappoints, <laughs> he disappoints me all the time. Yeah. That was the funniest damn thing that, that he does that not once but twice. He's just like, oh, you got one? I got one yeah. too. He's like, I got a stupid friend too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I felt that. I'm like, yeah, no, I get that. We, we all have that dumb people. We all have that dumb person. Maybe not a friend necessarily, but we all have that dumb person in our life, whether it be a coworker or a person at school or in, in our lives, who's just like, Dude, oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I felt that. So that was really, yeah, really fun. Like I did enjoy that whole part where they were on the space station. Like it felt, that felt almost like it was. I want to say it felt like a heist movie, uh, kind of. But it, but in the true Guardians fashion, they did. They just completely muck it up, and it's just like everything goes wrong, and it it like hilarity ensues. And so yeah, I I was all about that. Yeah. Just, yeah. Go I was just going to say the uh, kind of the fake out with Drax dying, being shot in the back. Mm. I thought that that was uh, could have done without that, but 
yeah. I forgot about that too. They they faked out drags. Dude, they were they were teasing it all over the place about who was gonna die, and nobody did. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought when Mantis was kind of uh, like communicating with those massive beasts that she could talk to, like the mm. way they were building it up, I thought that is gonna eat her. <laughs> so Drax is gonna like bust it open and save her or something. But uh, no, she went off. Yeah, I I don't know whether it's like I I, I wonder whether like people did die. And whether there was, like, you know, someone was basically, you know, like test audiences was just like, no. And it was like, every time we killed someone, there was, you know, 38 people in the test audience. So, like, that's my favorite character. If you kill this character, I will be devastated. You cannot yeah. do this. It's like, all right, fine. Drax won't die. Fine. Fine. We'll let him be a dad to thousands of children. Fine. <laughs> which I, which I, I, I did love. I, I love, like, and that bit where um, uh, Nebula is like, you weren't meant to be a destroyer. You were meant to be a dad. And I was like, oh my God. He wasn't meant to be a dad. He loves those kids so much. Yeah. Which I like, little morons. Yeah. <laughs> like, why didn't you tell us you spoke their language? Like, you never asked. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. That was another that was another weird thing that I did. Like it wasn't necessarily weird. I, I kind of get it. But was that something that we necessarily needed to have closure of like Drax isn't an idiot? He's he's actually just a nice guy. Like, you know, because like that was a whole thing of them like like damn it, Drax, you moron! And then, then they had to have this moment of like, "Oh, we're sorry, you're not a moron. You helped us talk to the kids." Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I, was that something that was? I mean, with with Rocket getting closure about being, you know, having to come to terms with being a vermin or a lower life, like basically having to come to terms with what he is. That's been a a, a regular theme throughout the movies. But yeah. with Drax, I'm like, I don't know. Him being a dummy, he just kind of been. I don't, like, I feel like that was kind of part of his charm. He knew he was. Well. I don't know. Did he know? I guess he didn't know he was stupid, but still, that was that was part of the fun. Yeah, I I I liked it. I mean, but I, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for any of this sort of stuff. Like, like I think that's one of the reasons I like this movie because because it, it, it I know it's pulling at my heartstrings, but it does it in a way that I'm happy about. Like, so I like I kind of like the fake outs a little bit. Of it mm. lets me go. It lets me get that emotion. And I go, oh, but everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's okay. I can leave the cinema and I can be happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so, so like I, I I thought that was nice. Like I actually like that argument with, um, with uh, Mantis and Nebula. It's so that they're like I like, and I haven't exactly had that argument, but I have had that sort of thing of like, no, 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 no. It's not about like whether they're useful. Like yeah, he's an idiot, but we like him. I like wasn't yeah. there's that bit where she says he's the only one who doesn't hate himself, and I was like yeah. Like yeah, that that's a big deal. Like, like he's too dumb to hate himself. <laughs> like as bad as Drax is, like you know, like yeah, like he's not like a mess. In fact, we didn't we didn't mention that with like Star Lord being like a drunk at the beginning of the movie. Um, and I think like like he's he's not a mess like that. He's not an asshole like Nebula is to everyone. Like I've I've got a big soft spot for her, but yeah, she's a dick. Yeah, like Nebula and uh, what's her name, uh, Gamora are both assholes. Fucking Rocket has like clinical depression. Fucking yeah, Quill is an alcoholic. Like, yeah, no, they all got problems. And like, Drax is just kind of, he's just dumb. It's just really, that's all he's got, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, I'm not too sure how I feel. I, I did enjoy it, but I'm not too sure how I felt about the whole Drax uh, Mantis thing, how they've mm. become these like little buddies. I think just because, like, I, I sort of had a view of the, the series and I was like, oh, these characters like these characters and, you know, the relationships are there. Like, one thing. Um, Star Lord keeps saying throughout the entire movie, "I'm here to save my best friend," and then Drax has the second best friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, like that in itself, I'm like, "Where are you getting that from, Drax?" He doesn't seem to spend any time with you. But also, I'm mm. like, "Hey, what about Groot? 
like I spent a lot of this movie going, the one thing that is really pissing me off is that Groot doesn't seem to be that bothered. And he's yeah. not more involved. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, like I know that he like died and grew back, so I don't know whether it counts as the same Groot. But I've always had it like Groot and Rocket are the ones who had the closest connection. 100%. Yeah, they were they were the ones traveling together with the, in the first movie. Yeah. Hey, we got Refente in here. What's up, Refente? Let, let us know what you thought about, about Guardians of the Galaxy. Or if you saw it. If you didn't see it, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So that's, that's an interesting point. Is that like You'd argue that uh, uh, Groot was more of Rocket's friend for longer than Quill was. So wouldn't he be more... Although, what would that look like? I am Groot. I am Groot. I am... Like, you just start screaming at people, I am Groot, for like an hour. Well, yeah, just just like I don't know, like like maybe maybe it could have been a thing of um, Groot isn't as useful as normal because Groot is devastated. Like mm. you know, like 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 maybe you know, like like they rely on Groot a lot in this movie. Like 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 Groot is the most he he's kind of used like a tool in this movie. Yeah, um, a bit. <laughs> Spiderhead Groot. That was another thing. That was weird. Like it's just, before we saw Groot have to like uh, you know become a whole twig and grow himself from a. They chop his head off and he just kind of things his way out of it, and and like starts regrowing it in the day. I'm like, I don't know what the, how that works with his species. Yeah, yeah. I I think you have to make some head cannon to try and make that make sense. Yeah, we, they just enjoy it. Groot is their baby Yoda. He's like, he just makes them money, so they're just like, fuck it, dude. You'll you'll yeah. buy the toy. We don't care. Yeah, I completely agree though that uh, he was used kind of a tool and felt less like a character, um, which was a shame. But I really liked him in the action sequences. You know, when his bark opens and he just pulls out all these guns and he's like, oh yeah sprouting shields of branches and stuff that was that was pretty cool but yeah he did feel less like a character to me as well yeah he's, he's he kind of became the hulk of their group he's in that he doesn't say a whole lot he's just kind of there just to be you know the big gun at the end of the movie mm. yeah and like i say like the hulk he's kind of indestructible basically so you can get <laughs> through anything with with group which is true like that thing that he does in that first movie that's like a big sacrifice and everything he basically does again when he's like i will fly i will fall out of this um ship and save you on the way down and i will survive any crash and it'll be fine <laughs> that's funny they used bone meal on him to make him like in minecraft to make him grow faster <laughs> <laughs> See, th that was the thing, like, like literally, like, like, I was going, like, I wonder, like, what it is. And I came up with, like, my head canon is that, like, maybe there's something about him because he's, like, a living plant. Maybe it's, like, if he's with people who he loves and care about him, he, like, grows bigger and stronger. Mm. And, like, 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 whereas before it was just him and, Ra and Rocket and they'd had a really hard time. So maybe, like, he's not grown as well. And that's mm. why, like, by the end That'd of the movie, he could be a giant. <laughs> It's it's that thing where like playing music to your plants makes them grow better. So all of Quill's like 1980s and 1970s music made Groot just like get all big. Have you guys ever heard that shit of like singing to your plants makes them grow bigger? Oh yeah, there's a there's an entire synth album made entirely for plants called Plantasia. Oh, oh my god, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put that on Spotify when we finish too. Well, <laughs> I have a new thing to play to my ficus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we got Tim here. He's not. He's on your right now. He's not no longer on your left. Oh, it's like well, that, Tim. Tim. That, Tim. how did you get in here, Tim? <laughs> Tim, put that down. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know, man. I'm I'm curious about where the future of this goes because it feels like with the way that they all kind of went their own separate ways, and now 
with James Gunn going to DC, it feels like, yeah, this is like the, an end of an era almost. Like this is like the end of the Guardians. And if we see them again, it'll be like a Captain Marvel cameo or it'll be like, you know, like, like we'll see like Mantis in the background of the Marvels or we'll see like, you know, Drax somewhere. Like, we'll see them fly by nowhere for a second. Like that, that kind of stuff. It's going to just be like a cameo role here or like, uh, what's the name? Star Lord's going to show up during like the, the multiverse war or something. Like that. It's going to be stuff like that. Like it, so, I, I feel like it's going to be kind of a bummer to, to know that we're that this is like the last of it that we're going to see of them, and if we see them at all. I wouldn't be surprised if we get more shorts, more things like the holiday special, because like the holiday special barely involves the rest of the Guardians. It's mostly Drax and Mantis. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they're like, oh yeah, we'll do that, and obviously Groot will come back because they could just animate Groot and do whatever they like with him. Yeah, um, Groot. So, yeah, yeah, I can see Groot and Rocket chilling out and doing something like maybe. But still, though, it's just like I don't know. It's it's a bummer to me that again, it's only gonna be shorts, or it'll be like you know a, a cameo role in this other thing that has to do in space. It's just gonna be like ah oh, man. I I will put good odds on there being a Craglin Cosmo show on Disney Plus. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd be up for it. <laughs> I I can see a little six parter, like thirty minute episodes. Yeah. I could definitely yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about like at the end where it was um you know Star Lord will return. Like it was just specifically him, right? And didn't mention any of the others. So uh, there's got to be something in the works where what he's involved with, right? Like, do you think he'll show up in the Marvels or something? The next Thor. He'll be in the next Thor movie. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, yeah. He he, he might be, actually. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, something like that. Because, I mean, they, they did. So, I mean, now, mind you, this could absolutely mean nothing. Like, when they, they put that, you know, Jane Foster will return and we haven't heard anything about another, like, mighty thor or another thing like that so it's like they put stuff like that all the time so it might just be like oh yeah he'll return he'll he'll be there for like five seconds and then get killed by the with by you know what's his name by uh kang like kang will just be like and, and just destroy him and then oh see we told you star will return for like five seconds i i don't know my my point is is that i i feel like it's it could happen but if it doesn't i wouldn't be surprised because it's just Again, it's one of those things at this point that when they say he'll return, it's just like you're there just trying to be like, maybe, we hope so. Maybe maybe we can get Chris Pratt back one day. I'm looking at, I'm trying to look at like the other movies that are sort of planned and see like what I think he might turn up in, like sort of where he could fit in. And I feel like it'd be interesting. Like, I feel like you could have, because he's more of a comedy character, it'd be interesting if he like tried to turn up in Deadpool 3 um, mm. or like the Fantastic Four, maybe like with his links to Ego. And you know, being like a whatever, he's he's half planet, half human. <laughs> yeah, he's like half celestial or whatever. Yeah, something oh, like Eter- Eternals, Eternals too. Oh God, not even Chris Pratt can save Eternals too. Yeah. Don't don't will that into existence, Gil. <laughs> oh, that's gonna hashtag make Eternals two happen. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Nah, but let's see. Yeah, we got Secret Invasion. There's uh, the Marvels. Maybe like if they want to do if they want to be bold and go like Loki to season two, because I know that's going to involve like Kang and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe Blade, Star Lord, teaming up with with a vampire hunter. I feel like yeah. it, it, it might really be a bit like um, uh, Sam turning up in Ant Man. It's going to be mm-hmm. like he just happens to be in the room with somebody, like like he's <laughs> going to be like working at Walmart or whatever it is, like and then like. I don't know, yeah, Hulk busts through the wall during Thunderbolts or something, and then, like, Peter Quill has to jump into action. (laughs) 
Just, I, love, I love that idea, though, that he works at, like, Target or Walmart or something like that, and he just has his, like, stuff ready to go just in, just in case something happens. Yeah, I, I see him very much like the um, the deleted scene from uh, Army of Darkness where it's like Ash is like working in S-Mart again. <laughs> and he's just always ready. <laughs> I could absolutely see Star-Lord doing some shit like that. <sighs> Hail to the king, baby. <laughs> some shit like that. See, uh, so Rafante says, I don't know if we're jumping around the timeline, but I learned why Groot says, I love you guys at the end. It's made to indicate that us as the audience are now cl uh, close enough m to him to finally understand him. Uh, okay, that I guess that makes some sense because then yeah, Gamora has that moment too where he says, "I am Groot," and she kind of like, "Huh?" And she like, because she like is taken aback by that by the fact that she can actually understand him. So may that actually that's an interesting thing because I was gonna point out that was one of those things is like, why'd they do that? That's so stupid. Mm. Yeah, I I I appreciate that, Rafente. Like, but I'm not sure I liked it in the movie. Like, I. I, I still kind of prefer that. Like, I, I don't know. There's something about like he says that, and and then you have the other characters, and you infer it yourself. Like, you know, if it's so if it had been just like, yeah, we love you too, buddy. Like, it just would have meant more to me. Yeah, I get that. It, it, it is also a bit inconsistent because in the last one he was like, "We are Groot." Mm -hmm. So, oh, yeah. so, ah. so I, I don't know about that. But. So yeah, maybe that was again the first their first hint is that like him becoming part of their family, they can start understanding him. But I don't know. Either way, it's just like it was one of those things. Is like I guess I would just preferred, yeah, I am Groot, and then and like you said, Harrison, them saying we love you too, buddy, because mm. it's like we don't need to understand Groot. Like it, there's no reason the audience that us as an audience needs to understand Groot. Just let him say I am Groot. The, Vin Diesel makes enough money off of those goddamn Fast Fast and <laughs> Furious movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it could have been worse. He could have said he could have said we're family. <laughs> <laughs> One last ride. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's so stupid. And now Jason oh, Momoa's in them, and I just don't care. <laughs> see, Rafente says I could see a family sitcom with a laugh track on nowhere where Drax is a spe as where Drax is the dad as a as a Disney Plus special. I, you know, it's fucked up. I could actually see some shit like that too. Yeah, like, I, I would watch that. <laughs> I, oh, we got Hansen here. Says, "Hello, boys and girls. Timing is Chris Pratt dead? No, no, he's not dead. No, although he, he although they fake him out for a second that he's gonna die, and then, and I like how that he has like the big old like like fucked up face at the yeah. end of it. <laughs> like he he fell on popcorn in space. I thought, oh, if that is the end of him, that's pretty that's pretty messed up. Yeah." <laughs> I mean, that's. I, you know what? Hollywood doesn't understand how space works. But if, if you, as a human being, are exposed to the vacuum of space, you would pop and then freeze. Like you would explode. Or, or and I've heard some people say that you would boil and freeze at the same time. Depending yeah. on where you like, depending on where you are, like it, relative to the sun. I think it's really weirdly complicated. I my preferred one is uh, what happens in Event Horizon. I think that might be one of the closer ones to it. Where like it's kind of a bit slower than you think, but yeah, like surely like like when his cheeks puff out, and I'm like, dude, surely wouldn't have his eyes have like come out of his sockets first? Yeah, like yeah, you have you have air, you have air pressure on the inside of your body, so it's like you would probably decompress first, and I like guess if nothing he's, else. He's half planet, which I guess is the only way to to because when when he comes out of space, his his face just returns to normal. I'm like, I, I guess your insides are cool now. 
I was yeah. going to ask about that. Like, I, I was in the movie. I was going like, are we going to see him do some like kind of superhero shit? Because he technically like has superpowers. Mm. And I don't know if I like the fact that he doesn't really ever do anything with it, or I, whether I would have preferred to see him at some point like bust out some. Oh yeah, psych bitches. I'm a planet. And, and I don't know, do something with the weird energy thing. Yeah, he he turns into a planet, and that's where all the animal people live. Just <laughs> <laughs> it's a me, a planet. <laughs> oh no! That's that's good. That's very good. Yeah, I, I, I wish I'd have been up with you guys for the Super Mario uh, one because yeah, I, I really enjoyed that film. Did we do Super Mario? I don't know if we did that. Well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that next week because well, yeah, I don't think we actually did a review of the Super Mario movie. Oh okay. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. I'm afraid. It's it's really we'll see. Don't feel bad. The only reason I saw it is I saw it on it was the leak that, that was on Twitter. Like uh, somebody, yeah. yeah, somebody leaked the whole movie on Twitter, and I'm just like, fuck it, I'll watch it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> You're just on your phone on the bus watching. Yeah, no, dude, it's like it was like six in the morning. I just woke up and I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's look at my. Let's first thing in the morning. Let's look at my social media. Ooh, and I'm like, what's this? And so yeah, that and that's how I watched Mario. But it was pretty good. It was very very good. So yeah, maybe next week we'll we'll do that. So no more, none anymore for Quill. Uh, I guess not. Yeah, no, I guess he's he's on Earth now. So again, like like we said, he'll probably show up in like the next Avengers, you know, whatever, whatever think, thing that they have. I think Rafente was referring to the powers. He says his celestial powers were tied to the ego planet. So let's say his plant power is having Wi-Fi. He blew up his rotor. So I'm oh, like, okay. like without without ego, he can't actually access those powers anymore. Okay. So here's my question, and it really makes the whole thing kind of seem dumb that he went back. Like going back for the Zoom, that's fine. Like whatever you want to go back to the for the Zoom, so you can give it to Rocket because it's a whole important thing for your friendship. Got it. Why didn't you put your helmet on? You have a he has like a and his helmet can. Why didn't he use that the whole fucking movie? He didn't. Oh, yeah. He didn't. Yeah. He did not activate his helmet at all the whole movie. And I'm just like, why? You could have. A missed opportunity, especially with them having like the the comic accurate uh, costumes. He definitely could have had like the full head helmet, and I'm like that that would have solved all your problems. I suppose he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, I guess because he didn't. He doesn't wear his costume like from the other movies. He doesn't. He hasn't got the trench coat or anything in this. They get that weird the Guardians uniform, I guess, which kind of looks a lot like the Nova uniform to me now. Kind of Nova Corps, yeah, yeah kind of. See, Han says you got seconds to a max of two minutes in space, depending on what sun rays, uh, etc., hit you. So yeah, like radiation. There's it's it's fucking cold in space. Then plus the fact that yeah, you were it's deep, there's no air. It's a vacuum, and you're and you have air. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. Point is, don't take off your your helmet in space. Yeah, I also just don't know why we did that again, since like we we've done it in the first movie, and I have to I, I think that fake out. I was like, come on, guys, like we're yeah. running a bit long here. And it didn't. Yeah, I, I, I suppose a lot of us could see it coming. Maybe you know, like, oh yeah, maybe they will like kill him off because it's you know like the third movie and they've been doing that to all the other heroes. They've been getting rid of them. But I was like, I just don't think they will. And then it took so long, like it took yeah. forever. And I didn't need to see Adam Warlock save him. Like, yeah, Adam Warlock could have done something else. Was it in the in the first one where this happens to him or Gamora and? Yeah, he he. he he goes out to Gamora and takes his helmet off to save yeah. her. And, and then he puts his helmet on like, her. And then yeah, they, yeah, they pull him out and he survives somehow. But it's like, but his face is somehow not not all puffed up. Yeah. yeah That's kind of what I was, what I think they were trying to fake us out was like, oh, Gamora's going to come and 
come and save him, but but she didn't. Uh, but she didn't do that. That's that's uh, not bad. Dude, Gamora was angry this movie. Like this, she was so freaking angry. Like yeah. the whole freaking movie. Yeah, like I like that. I like that one part where she like put where he's explaining to her is like, well, we loved each other. We were together, and we had blah, 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 blah. you were my heart. And she pushes him into the wall and be like, what is so wrong with you that you need me to be something? I'm like, geez, lady. Like like yeah. she. Like what is it like? There's like there's something about like what is so broken in you or what is so wrong with you that you need me to be something for you? And like, damn, lady. Was yeah. Like, yeah, I was going to ask how you guys felt about the whole back and forth between uh, Quill and Gamora. I like. I it. mean, yeah. I, at this point, I'm I'm over them being like in a relationship. We got Gamora like sacrificing herself for or well, being sacrificed by Thanos and like the sad, like you know, Quill being sad and irrational. Like the the whole thing that he says in the elevator is like, oh yeah, I was really angry and I, and I almost destroyed the whole universe because my girlfriend died, <laughs> like all that. Like, yeah, I, I lost I lost my temper and uh, nearly destroyed half the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's like he left out a lot of a lot of details, but that's the gist of it. It's like, yeah, no, like we already got that. Like I, so that story has already been told. So I don't I don't need him to rekindle his thing with Gamora. If anything, go find. There's a lot of other fish in the sea, man. There's a lot of other alien babes out there. Go find another one. <laughs> I I have a feeling that uh, James Gunn has been in counseling, like has a therapist, because like a lot of his movies have these kind of like messages of like, come on, you got to accept yourself, you got to move on, you got to realize you don't need these things, like and you know, so the whole frog jumping from lily pad to lily pad bit, um, which I did enjoy the whole then metaphor uh, conversation that Drax <laughs> had afterwards. That was pretty good, um, but uh, but yeah, and like like again the. the the Suicide Squad movie kind of had that sort of stuff in it, like like uh, with Rat Catcher and like like with with all that, and people having to like just accept kind of who they are. Mm. Um, so I, I I quite enjoyed it. I, I I thought it was good, and yeah, we've seen so many stories like that before. All this like, well, if I get this girl, everything will be fixed, everything will be solved, and it'll be perfect. It's like, nah, man, nah, come on. And you know, and also I think as well, like I I definitely again I'm a sucker for this sort of stuff. So the opening of the first Guardians movie always gets me. Mm. Like always gets me over. It's like the opening of up. It's just like, oh my goodness. Um, so the him like actually going back and seeing his granddad, who is yet again one of James Gunn's friends. He's uh, in the movie Slither. Like mm. most of the cast of Slither is in this movie. Um it's real good. Yeah, yeah it's like it's like a where's Wally of James Gunn's friends in these films. Like, oh I know him. Yep, that's that's James's cousin. <laughs> yeah, I noticed his wife right away. I thought that, that see, I thought it was funny that he put it because it wasn't even that. I'm like, oh, it's it's her. Of course, she's gonna put it in. There. I thought it was funny what he did with her. He got her shot in the leg. <laughs> like, oh. like she's the chick. Whoa, whoa, everybody just and they just shoot her in the leg. And she starts screaming. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, what the hell, James Gunn? You guys got some? You guys on the outs or something? Yeah, <laughs> she, she comes out trying to raise it with her. Like, hey, hey, let's all come. And then just gets immediately shot in the leg. I did appreciate that. That was. <laughs> It was good. It was good stuff. That was the humor was was really spot on. Like, and I think it, some people I've seen some people like uh, kind of criticize this movie for saying that it was like funny and then sad and then funny again, then sad, and it just kind of jumped back and forth from those. I think it was actually necessary to do that though. Is that with as much shit as they were showing about Rocket as like, oh yeah, he was tortured as an animal. He had his head like cut open and put a fucking freaky brain in there, and like his very first word is hurt. It's like that whole thing. Like it's. I feel like they were they had to have moments of like you know some like what's like uh levity or like something like that it's like humor to kind of like bring that back down because otherwise all them kids in the, in the movie would be crying god yeah I, imagine how depressing this film would be without those those yeah. relief moments like 
and and, <laughs> and again, I'd like I I think it's part of like the message of the movie, you know, of like of that kind of like things are bad, but it doesn't mean that everything's bad, you know, like 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 even even with the fact that you know in those flashbacks, it's like Rocket still made friends and loved those guys, and like in a way was happy, like in a moment in that cage, you know, like with his friends and their belief that they would one day go to the new world, and so it's like yeah, you know, you, you gotta you gotta accept uh, them. Yeah, I, I I thought they. It, it done a really good job of showing the different kinds of grief and pain that people have, right? Like Drax lost his daughter. Uh, he's hoping for that. Rockets had a really tough upbringing. He's sad about that. Quill had a breakup. He's really sad about it. It kind of shows like, yeah, people have different kinds of hurt, but it doesn't diminish, you know, one person's hurt just because yours might seem more severe. You know, mm. all those hurts are kind of equally painful for those people. And yeah, I thought he told that really well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He, that's true. It's like, and then and go through a little further into that point. Quill lost his mom. Like, yeah. found out that his dad was the reason that she that she died. Like, uh, yeah. Gamora or not Gamora. Nebula lost her sister, and really twice. Like, yeah. so yeah. Like, there. It, it, you're absolutely right. It, it. James Gunn has a really good way of showing like those different, like those different, like human moments of like how we deal with different like traumas and different hurts and different pain. And he does that also in Suicide Squad too. He does a really good job of, of being of like writing characters. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he he he's real good at that. Or or, or directing them at least. I don't know if he re- if he wrote these movies. Uh, oh, I will look I at it. Actually, he had a hand in it. Uh, Rafente uh, saying that the tonal shifts were better weaved together than in Thor four. So Thor Love and Thunder. I I will agree with that. Um, I I didn't dislike Thor Love and Thunder, but um. I would say I prefer this movie. I think it handles it better. Okay. Yes, he was. He did, in fact, write this movie. So, yeah, he does a damn good job of that. And I'm, I'm, I believe if I look it up, um, I, I'll see that he wrote probably Guardians, not Guardians, uh, Suicide Squad as well. Yeah, he's he's Suicide definitely Squad. the the top of his game of what he does for sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he did. He did, in fact. Oh, well, let me see. Wait, wait. Did he? Says he directed it. Did he, in fact, write it? Drum roll. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he did. I can't find it right this moment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, he does. He does a damn good job. Okay, yes, he did write it. But yeah, he does a really good job of these of making these characters and making you care about them and having like these really like thoughtful moments. Mm. And you know, you know what's messed up is I like I just I was watching. Uh, this is just like maybe think when I was watching Guardians the other day because literally the day before that I was watching Dawn of the Dead and he wrote that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like he wrote the screenplay, but I'm like, what the fuck? Like James Gunn, man. And I guess he also wrote the screenplay for the Scooby Doo movies, for the yes, for did. the live action Scooby Doo. Oh, like James really? Gunn's incredible, I man. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's cool. Like, <laughs> shut up and take my money, James Gunn. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, <laughs> you have stage four cancer. Oh wow, the love. I love the Love and Thunder reference. You have stage four cancer of the four that we know of. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's the last one. Uh, Hans says, "All right, have to go again. Leaving a like. Wish everyone a jolly, wonderful, good time." Well, thank you for showing up, Hans. It's been it's yeah. been good having you here. Let's see and reviews regarding the galaxy. Uh, Rafente says reviews regarding the galaxy. I've seen at this point, comedy isn't made uh, at the expense of the morbid stuff. Whereas in Thor: Love and Thunder, they make cancer jokes because ha 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 funny. Okay, I see. I see what you're saying. Like that, this one was like it's meant to offset the 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 tragedy of it. Versus in Lord Th- in Thor, Thor: Love and Thunder, they're just kind of like, oh yeah, we're gonna throw a joke at you just for the just because, like, yeah. and they rapid fire him in that movie. Yeah, we're gonna have dark humor just because dark humor. But uh, 
Well, yeah, and also, like, they don't know what to... What, I, the problem with that movie is they don't know what tone they want to take. Like, one minute, yeah, they're joking about cancer. The next minute, Chris... Uh, Chris fucking... Or, nah, not Chris Pratt. Uh, the other one. Chris uh, Hemsworth. Uh, yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Next minute, Chris Hemsworth's naked butt is on the, is on the screen. <laughs> Russell oh, yeah. Crowe's talking about orgies or something. Yeah, exactly. It's just like they didn't know what they wanted to do with it. But at any rate, yeah, James Gunn, he knew exactly what he wanted to do with this, and that is make you cry. <laughs> it's F uh, you, James Gunn. F you. I rewatched uh, Watership Down recently, and I, I was amazed... <laughs> Uh, hey, you know, like we all got to do something on a Friday night. Um, uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> I was amazed at how similar I went from going to Watch of Dan, then coming into this. And I was like, oh, damn. Like, like I'm just watching more animals suffer. All right, sure. I've just quickly Googled it and I'm horrified. Have you never seen Watch of Dan? No. Don't, don't watch it. It's, it's the most fucked up cartoon you'll ever watch. No, watch it. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> I mean, you're going to do one of the classic fulcrum twists where I think it's a podcast about Star Wars Vision <laughs> Season 3 and then you make me watch Watership Down. We haven't done that. We haven't done that in a while. We have not done that in some time. But... What's, what's, what's the one we've done with Harrison that time? Oh, uh, it was... Um, was it a DC anyway. film? Yeah, it was. It was Justice was. League. It was the Justice League. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, the the other the first Justice League. The 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 bad Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was that was a good day. It was such a good time. <laughs> but yeah, no. So um, at any rate, um, what would you? What do you guys? I, I did want to talk about this real quick. That the, the saddest part in that movie was by far. The uh, the part where Teef's uh, rock or not rocket uh, Teef's Lila and what's her and what's his name uh, what's her name oh. Floor they, oh they all die like that is probably the saddest part of the of the movie by far where they like Rocket realizes that they're not you know they're not going to the Paradise Planet they need to escape so he helps them out and fucking High Relation just like straight up shoots Lila or yeah Lila in the back of her in her back yeah. and in and while they're fighting he ends up shooting the other two by accident like oh bro just. That, that tore me up. That made me so sad. Yeah, they 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 really brutal with some stuff. So like like a weird detail that I just thought made it so much worse was was like how much the others are panicking. So like what floor is yeah. just going like like Teeth's floor rocket leave now. Teeth's floor rocket leave now. And it's just it's so like heartbreaking because <laughs> it's just like it, it it's it's like a scared kid. You know she's just freaking mm. out. Um, yeah, Marshall, I'm going to say this for you, though. If you haven't seen Watership Down, that's basically a, a small preview for you. Oh, good heavens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be... You thought that was rough. It's going to be pretty damn rough watching that cartoon. Yeah. I think the saddest part for me wasn't the uh, the little gang getting shot, because I kind of expected something bad to happen to them. It was just like when you see them all in the cages, and like the little baby raccoons are looking up with their eyes, and you see the kangaroo in the cages, and I was like, oh... Man, I, I don't want to. I don't want to look at this. Yeah. yeah. Although that leads to one of the better parts of the movie is that when Rocket, like he he goes and finds the raccoon cage that he came from, like opens it up and sees, you know, you know whatever North America genus, you know whatever, and like common name raccoon, and he's like, oh damn, I am a raccoon. <laughs> like he he actually comes. I I like that part where he's like, name's Rocket, Rocket Raccoon. Like he comes to terms with the fact that he is in fact a raccoon, and yeah. he like he finally owns that. I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, you be you, you little trash panda. 
Yeah. I like I like the, the the kind of Noah's Ark bit at the end as well, where all the animals are running off the ship. And then was it a raccoon or something jumps on this random woman's face and just yeah, it's just and then, and then, monster. And then it, it pans off to something else. I'm like, wait, go back. Someone check on that lady or she's gonna end up like the high evolutionary with no face. Yeah. Get right straight up. Is she all right? Like, does anybody care? Yeah, is there a cure for rabies on nowhere? Like, yeah, do they even do they even know what rabies are in this place? Like, that's a whole other thing. I mean, they I, I do appreciate they kind of set up right at that beginning that like we essentially have the medical technology to fix whatever. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's space meds, so it's fine. And it's that's only true. because of this one thing. Actually, th that is one of the bits that like, is a little bit difficult to believe of the movies, is like so Rocket's never been hurt mm. to the point where he needs like medical attention like that. Like, is that what we're seeing? Because I feel like Rocket gets himself in so much trouble. I feel like that lad's been shot before. Yeah, there's no way he hasn't been in like scuffles where he's been like wounded or something like that before. But I guess not enough to where he needs to have like one of those med packs things be put on him. Yeah, it's like that that bit where like was um, Mantis throws it on her arm and it snaps back into position. Oh, dude, that was yeah. so messed up. That was so fucked oh, up. Just another bit, another bit like that when they're having the big fight in the corridor and Nebula's head gets like knocked back and her arms are broken. And then she's like snapping into place. So she's Dude, she's like dead. Yeah, no, yeah. she's like Deadpool on that. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, oh my god, that's so messed up. I, quite, I loved I how much yeah. Nebula was. In, she was so central in this movie, and I loved it. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Nebula stan. I'd say, like, mm -hmm. well, I might also just because I really like Karen Gillan, like, in, Dude, every, in everything that yeah. isn't Doctor Who. Oh well, I mean, she's kind of insufferable in that one, but she's all, she's by far like one of the hottest Doctor Who uh, like companions. Yeah, no question there. Um, but but it's, it's Doctor Who, like you know, like. Is your enjoyment based on the hotness of a character? I mean, for the longest time, I I, I love David Tennant; he's awesome. But for the longest time, Billy Piper was like the only reason I watched that that whole series. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is Rose gonna do today? <laughs> who's, who's gonna try to fuck her today? Because <laughs> that was like that whole series of that of that show was was like her hitting on like everyone who wasn't the doctor until like that one season where she's like only wanting to hit on the doctor. Mm. So it's a whole thing, yeah. It's, it's like they, <laughs> and then the whole other season with Karen Gillan where she's like again trying to fuck the doctor even though she has a husband and he's like there on half the adventures. <laughs> it's like what the hell, man? What happened to this show? <laughs> Uh, Americans started making it. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> the, do the doctor just pulls out a Glock every third episode. <laughs> <laughs> just well, I mean, I I'm not saying it wouldn't make the show better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but anyway, going back to, Gar to Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so, all right, guys. So I think I'll I'll we're getting pretty much to the end of it here. Like that's like we've talked about most of the most of the episodes of the show. Is there anything like? last parts that you wanted to like any standout parts you really wanted to talk about like anything you want you felt you really wanted to touch on yeah just trying to think if there's any bits we didn't cover really um i think we went over most of it um i did wonder like i don't think it's that big a problem but i thought it was interesting that like you kind of need to see the holiday special to get that setup that they've made nowhere into like a town and that that's where they're all living it's not that bad i suppose but it's just like oh yeah there's a bit of extra info that you need so like, like i warned somebody recently i was like oh if you haven't seen that just watch it get mm. through that and then you'll have that info 
they don't really do anything with that though. Like they they the whole the whole like setup for that is finally be like, oh well, Gamora or not Gamora, uh, Mantis and him and uh, Quill are sister, are brother and sister, and then they don't even really do anything with that in this in this movie. Like they barely mention it. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing goes like um, I don't know really. Uh, what's this Fantasy saying? Says, how would you feel if a high if the high evolutionary's character would be retconned as a Kang variant? For a recast, if Majors is kicked away from Hollywood, maybe. Yeah, I, I could definitely see him doing like them doing some stuff like that. If not, I'm like I don't know. Maybe maybe give to like if you have to recast, maybe don't use a character you've already used before, or a per, an actor you've already used before. Like, uh, although Terrence Howard is Kang the Conqueror, that'd be interesting. I no, be nobody. If they just made Samuel L. Jackson Kang the Conqueror, to be honest. <laughs> And he's already Nick. Fury. That's what I'm talking about. He's already Nick Fury. You can't do that. It was like, oh, it turns out Nick Fury was Kang the whole time. <laughs> I'm just going to look at this because I've sort of heard this, but I don't. What? 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 What has happened with Jonathan Majors? What's so he's been a, he's been accused of a lot, a lot of like domestic abuse stuff, and yeah, right. Okay, so he's kind of been cancelled. It's 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 better than yeah. He it's something about like him like. Beating his wife or something like that, or some domestic abuse against his wife or a girl he was dating, I guess uh, something like that. But it's better than what uh, Ezra Bridger is, is accused of, like the whole like sexual misconduct and all that, like that. I mean, it's so it's not it's not it's it, yeah, it's a cancelable offense, but it's not something you can't come back from. Right. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if he's been proven guilty of it or whatnot, but I think two or three people did come forward with allegations towards him. So. I'm like, that's that's bad. I'm not saying it's okay to hit women. I'm, what, all I'm saying is that, like, as long as you're not fucking children, you know, like, I, I think that your 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 career is still salvageable as long as you're not doing anything like pedo bear. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> that was a horrible. It just sounds bad coming out of my mouth. That's a, that's an old school reference. I haven't heard about that in years. <laughs> oh, I, I love little. No, no, no. Don't do that. You are a peculiar man, Gilt. I know, I know. <laughs> Welcome to the Folkmere Channel Podcast, Marshall. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Good to be back. Allegedly, he was violent to his. Wo- okay, yeah. So Ezra's career was over in a flash. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not, because he's in this new fucking Flash movie with Batman. Yeah, I am surprised by that. Real surprised. Although, watch that at the end of that movie, they'll be, that he's gonna do the Flashpoint thing, and it'll be like, oh, and no more Ezra Miller. Now he's a different Flash, you know, for reasons. It's a variant. Yeah, they just use the one from the TV show. And that's they could do that, or they could bring in Wally West, just be like, you know what, fuck, fuck Ezra, fuck uh, Barry Allen now. Seems fair. <laughs> But I mean, anyway, we're, we're, all, we're all gonna watch that more for Michael Keaton than uh, oh, dude, absolutely. No Flash anyway, right? So. Yeah, dude, no one gives a shit about Supergirl or Flash. We just wanted to watch Batman. That's, <laughs> DC is the house that Batman built. Yeah. <laughs> See, I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna watch Flash because of Ezra Miller. We all, we all gotta decide that for ourselves. I'll, if anything, we might take to the high seas. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone will upload that full movie to yeah. Twitter. Yeah, I was gonna say you're gonna open your phone one morning on Twitter and be like, oh I was like, there it is. Yeah, watch a two and a half hour film first thing in the morning. Thing is, like, like that that is that is what is gonna bring down Musk on Twitter. I, I tell you, like 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 because like he, he delete that that's what like some of those other people were doing. He was stopping people sharing entire movies on Twitter. 
And eventually, like, movie industries are going to go, hey, 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 you need to do something about this, Musk. I don't give a damn if you're blowing up rockets and wasting money. Yeah. Come here and fix this. Like, sorry, man, they paid the eight bucks. What do you want me to do? (laughs) They paid the eight dollars for the check mark. I'm surprised Nintendo didn't send the uh, enforcers over to Musk after the Mario film was uploaded. On <laughs> Nintendo are ruthless with that kind of thing. So. Yeah, <laughs> just a couple yeah. of dudes, a couple of dudes with wrenches, like dressed up like Mario and Luigi. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's uh, me, Nintendo. Yeah, time for you to pay, Mister Musk. <laughs> I mean, again, he just—he's not the one who did it. Just it was done on his on his platform. And that makes it his fault in the eyes of Nintendo. <laughs> oh, I mean, wow. he, he literally tore out like loads of the things that stopped stuff like that happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. He made it like if you just pay eight bucks, you can literally get around all this shit that makes yeah. it easy to, to pirate yeah. shit on, on Twitter. Like, he, he, Elon's human too, right? He just wants to watch the Mario movie for free. <laughs> I, I think he just wants to be a cool guy on the internet. I think that's just what he really wants. Is to, he wants to be that the cool guy that everyone talks about on the internet. Uh, it just seems like he just wants Joe Rogan to like him. <laughs> too, too late. Joe Rogan already likes him. Ever since he spoke weed on his podcast, he likes Joe, Joe Rogan likes him. <laughs> Elon Musk, come on our podcast, smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if we got Elon Musk on the Fulcrum Report? Oh, dude, I, I, I feel like that'd be like the biggest episode, and it wouldn't even be because people give a shit about Star Wars or even our podcast. They just want to see what Elon Musk would say. Yeah. Well, I want to see what Elon Musk would say. Yeah, do they say Elon Musk? It's really cool. The internet will love you. Just bait him into a bunch of things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, all right. Now I think we very much have reached the last of the Guardians of the Galaxy talk. So uh, the, the last part I'll put on it is that just what do you guys? Uh, question I always ask: What do you guys rate it? So Marshall, I think you you probably expecting kind of a low rating for you because you said it was the least the least good of all the three films. So out of, uh, I don't know, out of five uh, genetically altered raccoons, what do you give it? Uh, you know, when I first left the cinema, I was like, I didn't really like this. But after thinking on it last 24 hours, as I said, there's a lot of a lot in there that I did like. I love the humor. I love how James Gunn portrays the, the pain of the different characters and whatnot. Um, so out of five raccoons, I'm going to give it three and a half North American raccoons. <laughs> All right, three and a half. Oof! Look at Refente. Thirteen percent Rotten Tomato score, one percent audience score. That that can't be right. I have What's to look that, that up. No, I'm gonna no look. I think, it's Guardi- I think it's Guardians of the uh, Guardians Three. Here, I'm gonna look up Rotten Tomatoes. There's no way. Is it? Yeah. Was that that one? Hmm. Oh no! Yeah, yeah it's not Rotten. Flash. Yeah. Oh, okay. Flash. That could be it. Oh. <laughs> That could definitely that would make a lot more sense. Although, even though Flash hasn't come out yet, but yeah, Rotten Tomatoes says that Guardians of the Galaxy has eighty-two percent tomato meter and a ninety-five percent audience score. Mm. So it's it's very well decided that it's good, or these that people like it. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't, so yeah, it's, go, go ahead. It's not, it's not something I'm going to watch again when it comes to Disney Plus. I don't think if um, it comes to Disney Plus. I mean, have, you, have you heard? Cleopatra. <laughs> oh, okay. So I know what he's talking about. That's the the that's the Cleopatra the the Netflix Cleopatra oh. documentary by by what's her name Jada Pickett Smith, like the one where they made Cleopatra black. Yeah, I, I mean, fine. Like, well, you know, I don't I don't care whatever. But apparently, people have, have lost their shit over her. Like, you're blackwashing history. She wasn't black. She was whatever. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I mean, like, it's a whole thing. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like she was Egyptian. 
whatever you know yeah, like, no, apparently an egyptian i guess some egyptian like company or some egyptian like person started suing the fucking netflix for for uh white black washing history like no bullshit for like trying to change history or something like that i don't know what it was about actually but they yeah some, have they seen any fucking movie with cleopatra in made before like 1990 the fuck <laughs> like... <laughs> i don't yeah but now that's a whole that's a whole thing yeah like it, it it's I know, yeah. I just know exactly what you're talking about. I'm not, I don't care about the Netflix series. I'm not going to watch it. I had no interest in it even before I knew it was Jada Pinkett Smith. But yeah, no. Just if you don't, if you have, if you care so much, don't watch it. That's all I got to say. Yeah, fair enough. See, uh, so Rafente says I'd rate Guardians of the Galaxy an 81%. It loses points for me for Adam Warlock. Okay, and Quill not having his helmet in his close call and dying at a bit too long at the Orgo Corp place. Okay, I, fair enough. Solid B. Harrison, where do you put this movie? Uh, out, of, out of five. I'm or gonna, out of I'm, ten, whatever. I'm just going for it. I'm, I'm giving this a five out of five. I'm just so happy with this movie. Like, like I, I came out of it well happy. Uh, like I say, it, it uh, pushes my buttons. You know, so it's it, it's funny enough. It's sad enough. It's, you know, kind of like like my favorite bit is it's just kind of emotional. You know, it's, it's more about the emotional mm-hmm. core of the story is what I really like about it. It's got a really nice soundtrack, which also adds the emotional bit. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm like super happy with this movie and i'd recommend it to anybody absolutely i agree with you right there i'm like i said i'm probably gonna put it down to like a four and a half out of five because same thing like adam warlock did was pointless the whole movie didn't really do much and quill not having his helmet i'm like not even for the stupid reason of him going into space just like why didn't he have his helmet on it's been a thing in the last two movies why not put it on but yeah so uh i'm not like i i think it was i think it was still really good like by far the best that they've done so far like Beat the hell out of Eternals, beat the hell out of Black Widow, beat the hell out of uh, you know uh, Shang Chi and all those other ones. Like, I think the only one that might come close is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm. Yeah, and and you know how much I like that movie, mm. but I, I I still say I think I prefer this movie. Yeah, I, I, compared to like other Marvel movies that you just listed, Gilbs, this is yeah, it's a it's a five out of five. I think I did get stuck a bit like comparing it to the other Guardians movies, which. I just personally preferred those more. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah, fair. See, so the uh, Rafente is one more thing he says is the OST is a banger. I wasn't worried in the slide. I'm not sure what the OST is. I'm not sure what he's talking about. On yeah, that one. Uh, soundtrack, the original soundtrack. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, so, okay, so since the, since the soundtrack for the first two movies was great. Yeah, no, I, I, I just, I think my only thing was the Beastie Boys was like, eh, whatever, Beastie Boys. I, I like a bit of Beastie Boys, you know, and it's, it's no sleep till Brooklyn, which is like like a, a mm. real like classic, you know. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. The, uh, would you all agree to say that this is the best Marvel movie since Endgame? I all right, so that's rough. That's a hard one to say because I think the best one was either No Way Home. Like I, I definitely think that No Way Home was the best one, just because it like, you know, I'm a sucker for for multiverse stuff, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for multiple Spider Mans, fucking Toby and and Andrew Garfield being in there was great so i i'll definitely say it's a close second to that one how about you guys what do you what do you think marshall and then uh, harrison yeah no way home uh, for sure and i really really liked dr strange and the multiverse of madness which yeah uh yeah i don't think i i probably watched what you guys thought about it. i can't remember but yeah I, I i really liked that one so yeah probably dr strange no way home and then and then this one for me since endgame I, How about you, Harrison? 
I would say this one, I think. I might have to re-watch uh, Multiverse of Madness to remind myself of that. Because Multiverse of Madness is so fun. And it's full of the sort of things that I dig. Um, but I I think, for, for me, this movie, probably because I had this sort of connection with the first two movies. Like, the first movie is probably one of my favorite Marvel movies ever, potentially my favorite Marvel movie ever. I think that first movie is almost a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Like, And I think I said, like, when it first came out, it was like, it was like watching Star Wars again. It was it, it made me excited for a big space action movie. Mm. Um so yeah, I think this one has has overtaken uh, multiverse of madness for me. I do like No Way Home. I think I probably have to rewatch that one, but I, I think that one like also does some kind of cheap stuff. You know, <laughs> like like where um I think it's was in Andrew Garfield saves Zendaya and it's like, yeah. I did it this time and I didn't kill her. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, well. And he starts yeah, crying. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. How dare you? You have no heart, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he starts crying because he actually he he made up for not being able to save Gwen in that movie. <laughs> like, oh. yeah, he didn't make up for that movie though, did he? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. But that's beside the point. Uh, side note: I've been rewatching uh, the Spider-Man animated series, and um, the amount of times. Spider-Man falls into like a bin or on some boxes or something. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish in No Way Home they just threw him in a dumpster. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I just we were talking about Spider-Man. I figured I had to do yeah, something, yeah. Spider-Man. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, no, that. And I was gonna say, we have been watching those the animated Spider-Man. Which one? There's like five of those. The the nineties one, I'm guessing. Yeah, the nineties one. The Spider-Man, okay. Spider-Man, radioactive yeah. Spider-Man. The, the good one. The good one. Yeah. Yeah. No, as opposed to that, as opposed to that other one they came out. Do you guys remember the one that it was on? Maybe not, because it was in America. It was one on MTV that it had Neil Patrick Harris be Peter Parker, and it was supposed to be like kind of in the same universe as the movies when it, when they came out the Tobey Maguire movies uh, no. I'm not sure I was that the was that the one that was like 3D yes like cell shaded 3D I do remember that I, it, I did it was not great it, it was kind of shit <laughs> yeah there have been unfortunately a lot of bad ones but, but but the 90s one man I I love that 90s one that 90s one is a crash course in Spider-Man lore it's really good and Peter Parker's so buff <laughs> like, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's like huge. scary buff. Man, everyone in that show is massive. Yeah, and in X Men, I'm surprised if like Aunt May doesn't take a cardigan off and she's just absolutely <laughs> shredded. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, dude, it's like that that bullshit saying like everyone's saying that that superhero like there's no sexualized superhero man. I'm like, did you not watch any cartoons in the '90s? Like, did you not see those big ass like like yeah. They look like marshals, a bunch of marshals running around. <laughs> Cyclops has like 17 abs all perfectly protruding from his suit. Yeah. Exactly. It's like shit that like normal human beings can't actually do, again, unless they're a marshal. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm old. I'm old now. Man, I've seen you I've seen you roll tires. I've was, seen you do it. That was back in the day, man. I was a different marshal. I'm, I'm a wounded dog now. <laughs> oh god that's dude also some of the best voice acting in that one shocker you remember, remember when he got the yeah, black suit like he started he screaming got... at shocker yeah <laughs> i'll chase you to the ends of the earth like jesus Christ. that dude and also fuck it i got i got this here no! like that dude knew how to scream 
Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he knew how to squeal like a piggy too. <laughs> yeah. Old like old old Walmart dad. Remember that bit I used to have back on the show. <laughs> I, well, I was quoting Deliverance, but yes, I, I I definitely do remember your old Walmart dad. <laughs> All right, guys, I think it's ready. I think we're ready to wrap it up because now we're just talking about Spider Man. It's not. It's, it's gotten to a point where it's no longer even about Guardians of the Galaxy. So. <laughs> So I will say thank you so much to uh, yeah we had him at the very beginning RG, RJC TMNT we had Salacious Rum uh, Rafente uh, Tim from Tim's Talk who is our, is our good buddy he's been here a couple of times go check out his channel if you guys want to have see similar content to ours but probably better structured <laughs> uh, so yeah we got Hans in here we had um, uh, I think I think that's it. Is everybody? Yeah, if I forgot anybody, if you didn't, if you didn't shout out, make sure you put a comment in there next time. We'll shout you out during the show. And of course, thank you always to our buddy Marshall for for showing up here. He he didn't have to be here. He didn't have to watch Guardians of the Galaxy, but he did. And you know what? We're <laughs> proud of him. We're very happy of him. We're proud of him. <laughs> yeah. No. I uh, no. I really appreciate you guys having me back after so long. Um, Gilbs, I know we talked on Discord a little bit before I came back. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I wanted to come back when I was ready, um, and I'm ready. I'm back, and I will yeah. watch. I will watch all the garbage you want me to watch, Gilbs. <laughs> well, well, it won't all be garbage. I mean, hopefully, <laughs> but yeah, like, like I said, next week we can talk about the Mario movie, something like that. And because I had nothing planned for the next two weeks, I'm like, well, crap. I it's kind of like it's kind of a desert until until we get to the Beast Wars movie. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah the, the Transformers Rise of the Beast. So I figured we'll we can spend that week talking about like the '90s Beast Wars. Okay, all right, good. As long as I don't have to watch that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're good. We we'll just we'll do like a retrospective of Transformers of the old Beast Wars, and then the, the week right after that is the Spider-Man review. So yeah, you're you're good, Harrison. You don't have to worry about shit. All right. Are you, are you telling me I have to go back and watch some Beast Wars series? <laughs> I mean, I mean, looking at it like some kind of obligation. I look at it as a treat. You don't have to, Marshall. You don't have to. You get to. <laughs> I, I will do it. I will do it for you. I don't, honestly, I don't even know where you'd find Transformers Beast Wars at this point. Uh, YouTube. YouTube? Oh, yeah, probably YouTube. You find, yeah. probably binge watch all the old episodes on there. Okay. I am excited yeah. for Robot Gorillas. Hype for Across the Spider-Verse. Dude, absolutely. Jeez. Spider-Verse is going to be awesome. It's going to be great. It's only part one. So we have, it's going to be. Ooh, I, I look forward to what they're going to be doing with it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, maybe we'll we'll talk about that one week just to kind of get like ready for it. Like, I don't know. But either way, uh, thank you guys all for watching. I think this has been the Folk Entertainment Podcast. If you like our channel, make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, comment below. Hit that bell notification and make sure you, you, you hit all notifications so you always <laughs> know when we're on. Like you never know when Harrison might drop another audio book or I might do another gameplay stream or who knows, maybe Marshall will be in here doing some stuff. Whatever you want from me, Gilts, I am a tool at your disposal. I Get naked. My... <laughs> <laughs> I am naked. This is how pale I am. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, but anyway, guys, like I said, thank you guys all so much for watching. Uh, this has been the Folk Entertainment Podcast. Check us out next week where we talk about the Mario movie. Because, uh, yeah, like like I said, I had, no, I had nothing planned, so fuck it. We'll just talk about that, and we'll talk about how bad Chris Pratt was as Mario. <laughs> and how insanely good Jack Black is, dude. Seriously though, and and how Seth, Seth Rogen is just kind of Seth Rogen. 
<laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, uh, we will see you guys next week. Uh, like I said, make sure you hit the like, like, subscribe, all that good YouTube shit. And remember, we are, we are all fulcrum. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.